Do you seek the freedom to pursue greater meaning and purpose in your life? Is there something that you're passionate about that you'd like to support by giving time, talent, or money? Do you seek a level of financial freedom to live an ideal life as you uniquely define it? Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier, a show dedicated to helping you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. My name is Jeff Bernier. I'm your guide as we seek to help you determine what gives you meaning and purpose in life and help you create the financial margin, the capacity through quality wealth management to pursue what brings you purpose, what gives you meaning. That's what this show is about. Guard your heart for out of it determines the course of your life. Proverbs 4.23. There's another quote that I like to use a lot attributed to Howard Thurman that says, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and go do that because what the world needs is more people that have come alive. And that's what we're trying to do on the show. We're trying to ask these deeper meaning and purpose questions, but combine it with the topics around quality wealth management to help you create the freedom, the capacity to go pursue your calling. And that's what we're trying to do here today. You know, we crave meaning. Humans crave meaning. You know, Viktor Frankl wrote Man's Search for Meaning back in 1950. Uh, many years ago, Rick Warren wrote a famous book called The Purpose Driven Life. Uh, it sold over 50 million copy, uh, copies uh, and is translated into 70 languages. So obviously, a lot of people are interested in the topic of trying to uncover what gives life meaning, what gives life purpose. You know, back in April, I talked a little bit about uh, Dr. Joseph Campbell. He was uh, studied mythology and the world's religions. Um, and he used to always teach his students to quote, follow your bliss, follow your bliss. So obviously, there is a huge audience for going deeper with these meaning and purpose questions. There's a whole ethos of coaches and consultants and technology tools and assessments that you can use to help you do just that, to try to find out what gives you meaning, what gives you purpose, what drives you, you know, what really matters most to you. But today, I have a question for you. And I have to say, this question hits really close to home for me right now. Uh, I've had to learn a few things in the last couple of months. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a, few, in a few minutes. But here's the question. Could it be that your passion can lead to burnout? Is it possible that the things that you're most passionate about can actually lead to burnout? And, uh, you know, is, is it possible that you love th something so much that it can crowd other things out? If your purpose or passion involves serving other people, if you're in a serving profession, or if you work in nonprofits, or even if you're just serving your family, is it possible that, but, that this service can cause burnout? Could the strive to serve lead to an unbalanced uh, and a, a life of physical burnout or mental burnout? A recent paper in the Harvard Business Review states just that. It's, uh, it quotes several studies where people working in nonprofits are serving in industries that serve. Those in those industries that are the most passionate and are and they're most excited about the cause often became very unbalanced and were burned out. 
In the paper, Dr. Edward Allison, uh, a medical doctor and the co-CE of the Permanente Federation, uh, stressed that passion can become a double-edged sword. If you're so inspired to do what you do, then you're not necessarily good at setting boundaries. Uh, he went on to say that we need to teach people to set boundaries, especially if you found something that you're really passionate about and really engaged in. Again, there is a danger that you get so engaged in this endeavor that you crowd out other things and you, and you create burnout. Um, and by taking the boundaries, and by setting the boundaries, it actually helps you become more effective in serving the people that you want to serve. And of course, today, and we've talked about this a lot on this podcast, today we live in this digital world where we can always be on, we can always be available. You know, when you can work from any place at any time, frequently we work from any place and we work all the time. And again, this is, we're talking about doing work that you're passionate about. You know, when your work is not work, the things that you like to do, the things that give you energy, the things that, um, you know, give you joy. But again, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And that's really what this Harvard Business Review paper was all about, looking at these people that were purely, uh, clearly, very passionate about their work and very, uh, connected to a cause, but they allowed it to crowd other things out. Also in the study, they looked at uh, a Canadian study that was also done that looked at uh, employees who were the most connected to the purpose, were oftentimes those employees that were the most stressed. You know, I don't want to play pop psychologist here, uh, but we have a pretty recent example of burnout. I mean, Simone Bilas, who is, you know, arguably the world's greatest gymnast ever, I heard someone once say. Um, is it possible that she was so passionate about her uh, work, about her craft, that it created the burnout and, and the reasons, some of the reasons she may have struggled at, at the Olympics? So when it feels like your passion becomes all-consuming, it's obviously time to take a break. And you know, sometimes we're forced to take a break. Sometimes we have to take a break. We're not preparing for the break, but the break uh, that we're required to take shows up on our doorsteps. So here's a story. It's a recent story. Back on Memorial Day weekend, which was just, as I'm recording this, a couple of months ago, I had some terrible back pain. Um, and it bothered me for a day or so, and then finally, on Friday of that week, my wife convinced me to go to my doctor, uh, and I did, and they did a CT scan, and apparently I had a blood vessel that was blocking the ureter. Uh, and causing some kidney damage. Uh, but they didn't think it was so severe it couldn't wait to the following Tuesday to see the urologist, being Memorial Day weekend. You know, nobody's working on Monday. Uh, so I went home for the weekend. They gave me some medication. and But by Sunday, I was in so much pain, I had to do something about it. So they suggested I just go to the emergency room. Not long after being in the emergency room, it was obvious that we had to do something to correct this problem. So... After a couple of nights in the hospital and a procedure to open up the ureter, um, I, um, like I said, I was in the hospital for a couple of days. I had to cancel a fly fishing trip uh, to Montana with my son. Um, and after about 60 days now of a lot of discomfort, um, I had to have surgery. So I had some surgery 
to permanently correct the problem. Uh, and I was home for a week or so after the surgery, recuperating. Um, and then late in the week that I'm recuperating, my entire household, who are all vaccinated, all caught COVID. So I've had, the last, in the last 60 days, I've had a lot of opportunities to take space, to reflect, to think about um, some of these issues around uh, uh, taking rest or taking space or, or, or not being, quote, burned out. And I don't know that my issues were caused by necessarily, quote, burnout, but it certainly gave me a period of time to do a lot of reflection and thinking. Uh, and it was really timely. Not uh, long before that, I was meeting with Mark Danzi, who I've had here on the show. He uh, has a coaching organization called Wise Path Coaching, and he encouraged me to read a book called The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan. And the book is all about the need to take rest or the need to take a Sabbath. Mark also encouraged me to go to um, uh, positiveintelligence.com to try to figure out what my quote, what he calls, what Mark calls my saboteurs. What are the things that I do that get in the way of being joyful or fulfilled? And not surprisingly, one of mine is restlessness, having a hard time resting. And so do you ever have a hard time enjoying the moment? because you're so focused on the next thing? Are you so goal-oriented that you have a hard time resting? Have you ever felt guilty about resting, thinking that, wow, this sure isn't productive? I mean, I should be doing something productive. Do you frequently say yes because you don't want to let other people down? Or do you feel like um, your ego, in my case, my ego, uh, or my pride, I worry about I'm not accomplishing uh, things and people are judging me because I'm not accomplishing what, what I set out to do. Or a big problem for many is we have this fear of missing out. Do we say yes or we keep adding on things because of this fear of missing out? Seth Godin wrote, a, uh, he's written a lot of books, but the book I've been reading recently is called The Practice. And he talks a little bit about this fear of missing out or this fear of being left behind. I'd love to just read a really quick part of it. Uh, he said, kaizu is the Hokian word for the fear of being left behind or not getting enough. It's a common affliction, not only in Singapore, where the phrase originates, but around the world. Far more than FOMO, it's grasping insufficiency that drives many people forward. Of course, kaizu is actually... Um, about fear and insufficiency, Godin writes, and it couldn't exist if we trusted ourselves enough. So these last 60 days, um, I've been taught a couple of lessons. And again, I, I love what I do. I am passionate about what we do uh, professionally as well as some things that I'm involved in outside of our profession. But in the 60 days, as I've had time to think about this a little bit and reflect, uh, I've learned two important lessons that I'd like to share that may be, may be helpful to you. The first one was even when I didn't feel very good, even, even when physically I didn't feel great, I found that I got great joy out of serving clients. Um, I mean, I, I still enjoyed the client interaction. I enjoyed the coaching. I enjoyed serving so I got energy and was more optimistic and positive as I was serving. 
even though physically I didn't all the, I wasn't always feeling terrific. The second thing I learned was that in order to serve, I need rest. You need rest. We all need rest. We need to slow down and take a Sabbath. So in these last 60 days, uh, you know, as I've been reflecting on this, I've been, the word that keeps coming to my head is enough. I'm blessed with enough time, enough money, enough friends, clients, staff, opportunities. God knows we've all got enough challenges. I've got enough learning opportunities. So I've got enough. I don't, I don't necessarily need more to be all that I'm created to be. And I would guess that most of you guys uh, listening into the, to the podcast today, if you reflect, you probably have enough too of the things that matter most. And so what does us all have to do with wealth management? I mean, what, what is this whole conversation about uh, finding your passion and pursuing your passion, but be careful about taking care of yourself so that you don't burn out? What has this got to do with, with the money side of money and meaning? What, what, what is, where is the connection here? Well, your most important asset is you. Many people call this human capital. When we're doing financial planning, we look at human capital. We look at your ability to, uh, to you know, obviously to create revenue from a financial planning standpoint, but it's more than just revenue. I mean, your most important asset is you, your creativity, your skills, your contribution. These are our most important assets. And just as we need to maintain and tend to our other investments, we need to take care of this investment. And we need to be aware of our saboteurs. Even if the things that you're passionate about, the things that are your true calling, can become saboteurs, again, if, if it causes burnout and it crowds out these other things. So by all means, as Dr. Howard Thurman had suggested, find what makes your heart come alive, as I think I have in many parts of my life. Find that thing that makes your heart come alive and go do that. But my encouragement today is to be very intentional about rest. The final thing, and I didn't put this as one of the two things I've learned, but I've, I've tried to learn to be slower with people. You know, it's not about accomplishment with people. It's about time and attention and relationships. So try to go, I'm trying to go slower with everything. But for me, it's really convicting because I have to go slower with people so that you don't let the things that you're passionate about lead to burnout or potentially poor health. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this useful. If you'd like to check out past episodes, you can do that at the Money and Meaning Show. Uh, you can check it out on tandemgrowth.com. You can also check it out on iTunes. Uh, I appreciate your attention today. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier, a show dedicated to help you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Jeff or comments on the show, feel free to reach out to us at moneyandmeaning@tandemgrowth.com, or you can find us on the web at www.tandemgrowth.com. Jeff Bernier is the President and Chief Investment Officer at Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This show is a production of Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC. 
All information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as specific financial, legal, or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Listeners should not rely on the content of this podcast as the basis for any investment decisions. A professional advisor should be consulted and or independent due diligence should be conducted before implementing anything discussed in this show. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, does not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, does not make any representations or warranties as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information prepared by any unaffiliated third party, such as guests on the podcast, and takes no responsibility for the same.